Hello again, and it's time for another Game Source podcast. It's Gerald, better known as Yes Elvis Lives, and I have my good friend with me, my compadre in crime, none other than the man himself, Degenerate 08, Jamie. What's going on, my friend? Not much. How is everybody tonight? It's been a long, long time. Yes, it has. Way too long. Well, uh... I think, uh, you know, it's for us, it's the best time of the year. It is the still the preeminent show in all of gaming. I don't want to hear Gamescom. I don't want to hear PAX or anything else. The industry always centers itself around E3. And over the past 36 hours, we've had a number of things come up, including all the major conferences from all the major players here at E3. So I'm very happy to talk about this evening. I've got my good friend, like I said, Jamie with me. And I'm telling you right now, I am so excited. It wasn't exactly the barn burner like it was last year when when you and I could have gone on for hours on end on end and picked apart. But uh, it's... um, and it was still, like I said, it was still a very, very good E3, and I'm just excited for the guys that are down there. It was just so exciting to to see all the different uh, uh, press conferences. Whether you think they were good, whether you think they were bad, uh, but we also have our guys down there, Chris, Corey, and Nick, who got firsthand experience in watching the press conferences. Um, so I know that they're going to be doing some podcasts here recording from LA and I'll be able to post that hopefully very soon. I will also be posting a column in my blog of infamy at uh, yourgamesource.com slash yeselvislives.html. Uh, I'll be hopefully be giving you my full E3 impressions even after uh, this podcast is done today. But uh, Jamie, uh, what you got going on my friend? I know you did a Twitch earlier today um, and that's part of one of the things we'll talk about when you hit to hit Sony. So uh, I really appreciate you doing that stream, and if you didn't, if you missed it and didn't get a chance to catch it, it's on our Twitch channel, Game Underscore Source. So, so it's great to have you aboard, Jamie. Um, and uh, I think I'll start off. What do you want to start off? With? You tell me where you want to go. Do you want to go in chronological order as it happened, or do you want to go, it you know, off the beaten path, so to speak? Well, you know, it's us. So when do we ever go anything on the beaten path? Well, that's true, but at least we don't, you know, diddle-daddle and talk about something else besides video gaming for the first half hour to 45 minutes of our show, which always irritates me, but uh, to no true. end. This is true, and there's so many out there. Yes, yes, but uh, tell me, what do you want to hit first? I will let you take a stab at wherever we're going, and we'll just go, we'll just hit it from there. Take a stab. You know what? Why don't we go... Why don't we start at the bottom and work our way up if you uh, feel where I'm going with that one. Feel where you're going with that one. Well, if you can see us right now, it looks like we're right in the middle of the Xbox conference, as it were. In fact, we're on the big screen and the whole audience is watching us. How cool is that? The world should be watching. There you go. But uh, you tell me first, your first impressions on uh, on where we'll go and... uh, uh, you said the Xbox conference, correct? Yeah, let's start there. Okay, because since we're actually on the screen right there, we're right in the middle of all the action anyways. Um, the Xbox conference, 
Uh, let's, we'll start off by saying, first, I really, really appreciate Phil Spencer coming out there and and, and giving everybody the lowdown on, on where they want to go and, and a re-emphasizing and a restructuring on how uh, Xbox wants to proceed um, and how they want the Xbox One to be perceived as far as being a center for all gaming. Kind of like us. But... Uh, it uh, really started off with the obligatory Call of Duty video, Advanced Warfare, which seems to be garnering a, garnering a little bit more infer, uh, interest this year because of primarily because of Kevin Spacey um, and the fact that they're throwing a little bit, uh, some little some tweaks and uh, a little bit of here and there that that's a little bit different from the norm, at least for them and for players of those games. Uh, tell me first your thoughts on the new Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, which Xbox said that they would be getting premium content and DLC content first on their system. Well, first off, let me go by saying, gee, we didn't see that coming. Yeah. Well, at least there wasn't a dog this time that they, they would feature or what have you. So This is true. You know, If I want to play with dogs, I've got my 3DS for that. Yes. But... I think the new Call of Duty is going to be really good. I mean, it's Call of Duty. Do we have to say anything? I mean, all they do is slap Call of Duty on it. Boom, it's good. To so many people, is it something that I was holding my breath on? No. I mean, it was one of those things that we already knew going into it. We were just hoping to see a little bit more, which is what we got to see. And I think it's going to be solid. It's not the make-all, break-all. No, and I, but I still think it's still it's still the kingpin. It's still at the top of the heap as far as it's concerned. The only thing that's been close to you know coming close to it in the past uh, couple years has um, been GTA. Otherwise, it's been a dominant for the uh, past five seven years, and nothing but uh, Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Call of Duty. So uh, I still see their fortunes, uh, you know, pretty strong. Uh, do I see it? actually get being better. I actually see the, the series on a little bit of an upturn because I like the direction that it's going with Advanced Warfare and obviously getting a premium talent like Mr. Spacey involved uh, really does help the series. I think it gives them an, a little boost or an influx of life as it were and I really think for, for Call of Duty that, that it sends a, Call of Duty players it sends a good message to them as far as that they do care about the series and where it's going. So... Um, yeah, I have to agree. It, you know, it's not. It's it's actually going out there and saying we're not just giving you the same thing over and over, and making it something else. Where they're actually making something of it, and I think it's a great direction that they're going with it. Uh, I do, and I do as well. Indeed, uh, I thought, that, like I said, it was it was pretty good for what it was. Um, take it with a grain of salt. I also want to touch on Forza Horizon Two. Um, Obviously, the first game was was a surprising hit as far as it's concerned. Uh, the second one looks to seem to, seems to be a, a much funner experience uh, than its Forza Motorsport 5 counterpart because that's more of a sim, and I really think that uh, a lot of fans might endear themselves to this game a little bit more than than uh, Forza Motorsport 5, even though it it sold around a million copies. Uh, it's done a more than that. It's done, you know fairly well, but I, I noticed it got a lot of feedback because of the microtransactions involved and, and a lot of bad press stemming from that, that they had to go ahead and, 
and revamp that that pricing system, as it were. Um, I'm hoping the Forza Horizon 2 will be a much better example of uh, Turn 10, um, showing that you know you can create an enjoyable driving game and not have to go to great lengths to try and garner uh, more funds from the consumers. Um, is there any particular game from the Xbox conference that stuck out to you? That stuck out? Well, I can tell you that they took cues from a lot of their launch titles for some of the titles that are coming up. Mm-hmm. For instance, you know, if you look at the new Fable game... Uh, Fable has, Legends, yes. That has Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare written all over it. It, it looked okay. Um, I noticed some of the detail as... When you put it back-to-back with Dragon Age uh, Inquisition, um, clearly, hands down, Dra- Dragon Age Inquisition looked uh, far like a far better product. But the advantage of Fable Legends was that you could do all foreign co-op, whereas in Dragon Age Inquisitions, there, um, Inquisition, there just you know four players that, that one person controls, which uh, to me is not as an enjoyable concept gameplay-wise. Um, which I know today from your you know discussions that you and I had earlier, gameplay um, obviously still is a central theme, and and I understand the reality of of certain games not looking as well as others, but uh, I think when you put some back to back with with competitors in that same genre ilk, as it were, you you have to sometimes go by by what you know aesthetically pleases you if you see something similar as far as uh, gameplay is concerned from both both uh, both those games. So I do like the fact that, that Xbox did take a time out to, you know, promote their ID at Xbox with their indie titles, uh, and they did a montage of all the great indie titles that are coming their way. So that was kind of nice. Um, Play, PlayStation did a little bit differently. Um but it was kind of nice to see them at least get sharing some love for the indie titles. One thing I did want to mention before we move on maybe to, to something else, um, the Halo 5 really wasn't accentuated too much in the conference. Um, it was mentioned briefly, but it, I just don't think it was a, a really should have, should have been driven home because of being one of the cornerstones of what their future looks like. Um, since they did mention Gears, which has just started production, um, I really think that uh, you know they should have they should have made a better emphasis on Halo Five as far as it's concerned. In my opinion, um, I understand it's coming out in 2015 and they wanted to focus on on the here and now. But I know a lot of fans that are interested in the Xbox One are targeting that title, and they, I'm sure they want their fill of what the game is, uh, how the game is progressing. Uh, what they did show us in this place uh, was the uh, Master Chief Collection. Uh, with a special emphasis and re-detailing of of the Halo 2 Anniversary Edition, because it's 10 years for that game, but all four games, Halo 1, 2, 3, and 4, all those main core Master Chief editions uh, will be packaged in a bundle, um, which which for me is very attractive, because uh, Halo 2 was a particular interest to me uh, as far as from a multiplayer standpoint standpoint so how did you feel that that halo was treated during the xbox conference as a whole i feel you know after being there myself last year seeing just the small tease that there was and then you know i'm going into this year thinking 
man, they're really going to drive this. They're really going to push this. They're going to give it the emphasis that it deserved. And yeah, with the Halo 5, it, it dropped it a little. It didn't really push it as much as I thought they were. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing. Now, with the end, you know, anniversary and the Master Chief editions, those were just... That was enough for me. If they would have said it was out right now, I'd have been down buying it right then and there. Good, good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, to hear your thoughts on that. Um, one more thing, you know, before we touch on um, uh, one of the other um, press conferences, I really think overall Xbox uh, did did a good job, and it, and they did exactly what they want to do: games, 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 and they emphasized nothing but games, and their transitions were great. Um, I think they did a better job in Sony in that retrospect. I think even though Sony actually, I think, believe showed more games than Xbox, um, their their flows seemed to be much better than what what Sony was. Um, but unlike last year, there was no big gaffes. Um, there was no big you know wins by anyone for any stretch of the imagination. So I think a lot of and you'll hear and you'll see this theme. If you get a chance to take a look at all the different conferences, or if you have, I'm sure you saw this theme, everyone out there, uh, throughout, that, that I think everybody just wanted to play it safe and not do uh, what uh, Xbox did last year with all the public relations gaffes. And uh, I think they really just uh, had, a, had a good, solid press conference. And uh, I really think that uh, they showed consumers why the Xbox One is... Uh, it is a very great. It's a very good gaming system, and I think it's uh, got a very good future ahead of itself. Jamie. Yeah, they they did very well. You know, last year it was too much. It's way too much emphasis on the entertainment aspect. You know, this is what we're doing with this studio. We're going to have this TV show, and you can do this with your TV and that with your TV. And that's not what everybody wanted. A new system was being ready to be launched. Mm-hmm. They wanted to know what they were going to be able to play. And that I- really wasn't pushed exactly now this year they did that and i agree with you they everybody across the board was playing it safe which was a good thing you know because you don't want to go for that hail mary bomb and have it blow up in your face yeah which is kind of what was happening last year so i mean honestly they they have laid down some very good groundwork to get themselves you know here in the next year two years just a solid little run. A solid well, I, little I'm run. I'm anxious to see where it's going to go. As am I. As am I. So uh, I'm, the next one is people just seem to either really enjoy this conference or, or really just stink on it. Um, the EA press conference. And for me, the Electronics press Arts press conference, I thought was very well done. I thought, you know, those games that were just really just way into as far as we were a long way off from from getting anything finished we're just going to show the development teams and some some uh some art and some some very 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 uh beginning stages of the actual gameplay or 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 maybe some just some some capture photos and things of that nature and and image art I really thought I liked that aspect because they weren't going to try and do a vertical slice which you know would make you go ooh and ah and then the rest of the game would stink. I think people are learning lessons from Aliens, Colonial Marines in that aspect. 
Um, but I also like the fact that what they did show and then what they were ready to show was uh, very interesting indeed. I like the fact that they're they're keying in on Mass Effect again, and they're also introducing that same team uh, that that those same studios are are introducing a new IP, um, Mirror's Edge Two. I'm happy personally that the actual game is coming out, but uh, I know it's it seems to me like it falls a lot into the area of Psychonauts. And correct me if I'm wrong, Jamie, is that Psychonauts and and Mirror's Edge were both very beloved games by by really hardcore fans and also gaming journalists uh, alike. If if I'm not mistaken, correct? No, you are correct. But the problem is the games themselves did not sell well. Neither of them sold well. And there was a, uh, quite a bit of debate for a long time that if a Mirror's Edge 2 or Mirror's Edge reboot would actually ever be made based off those sales. So I think it's just because that DICE loves that, that game so much. I think that's the only reason why they made it because they had to deal with, with Battlefield and before that Medal of Honor and they're dealing with Star uh, Star Wars Battlefront, and I think because of that, EA has said you can go ahead and make this game that 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 you love very much, Mirror's Edge, because like I said, it does not have the sales track history that some others have, and even though it is beloved in a uh, I don't want to say a cult like sense, um, or a novelty like sense, but you know it just if everybody who says they love it actually bought it then it would not have had the sales issues that it once did. Um, same thing with Psychonauts, but uh, be that as it uh, may. Um, they showed more Dragon Age. Obviously, the sports games, if you're a big Madden fan, the defense has been re-emphasized. Uh, what stuck out in your mind with the EA press conference? To be totally honest, the one thought I had right off the bat was, thank God it's not a total emphasis on... I can control my sports with my connect. Yes, yes. And that that year was just nerve wracking. Well, it's like they were being, you know, financially compensated, obviously, and very handsomely by Xbox too. Uh, and all these companies were that 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 had to shoehorn connect uh, into the gameplay. You know, they were they were obviously very handsomely paid for doing so. They didn't want to. Nobody wanted to. And, and I'm glad that, that Microsoft has seen the light of day, even though this is something that I had predicted a long time ago that they would do in uh, getting rid of the Kinect as far as being, you know, a, a not not an option, being a mandatory component. And I'm glad that they're they're finally uh, seeing the error of their ways and, and having two SKUs now available with and without the Kinect. And they, I, I, from what I've reports I'm reading that the, Xbox One was selling without the Kinect is uh, is selling very strongly indeed, and and that's good to see for for the system. But uh, going back on EA, um, like I said, overall I think it was it was my favorite of the conferences only because of the fact that they weren't going to show you anything that they weren't ready with, uh, and what they were ready with they 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 made very impressive. Um, Anything. I couldn't agree more. What they were ready with was very, very impressive. Exactly. No no beta, alpha, you know, sigma, gamma, pi footage, you know, early, early. Right. We just we just started the production last week type deal. But um, I want to move on to uh, Ubisoft. And uh, Ubisoft, um, I, I, 
I really think that Far Cry 4 um, and and Rainbow Six Siege, as it's as it were, uh, and it's no longer, no longer Patriots. which is a shame because I kind of like that title. But I too. but uh, and they changed the gameplay too, as well as being more of a five on five actioneer, as it were. Um, I I think the division, the crew, I think they and the Assassin's Creed, I think they have a lot of great titles. Um, do I think they have a lot on their plate right now, including the, you know, obviously the, the exercise games, um, the dance games that they have, um, and, and whatnot. They've got a lot on their plate. Um, it looked pretty good, what they, what they showed, um, but I'm just concerned that, that we've seen it all from Ubisoft before when we thought Assassin's Creed 3 was going to be the bomb and had Game of the Year before we'd even left E3, and... And unfortunately, that wasn't the case. It was a strong game, but it was just not as strong as it, it as it was. It should, could have been. Um, I think the same thing. I, my, I'm really tentative to really go out on a limb on on Far Cry 4 and all those other, even though they're tremendous because of, of what happened with Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs is looked tremendous out of the gate, and and unfortunately, um, when it finally came out, it came out. It, you know, we we reviewed it here first. I gave it a 7.5. But that game had so much potential to be a lot more, and I'm hoping future iterations will do that. Um, but the division looks looks really solid. The crew, you know, all these games from Ubisoft really really look look impressive. But but I kind of am just hedging my bets when it comes to Ubisoft being the finished product. Although for you know Far Cry has a history of being good already, so so you know I I'm, I think. Uh, you know, Far Cry 4 may may have my hopes up uh, real high, and doing the, the fact that it's you know it can now be co-op with another person that makes it more enjoyable as well. What do you think, Jamie? How do you think Ubisoft performed in your opinion? I can't argue that either. You know, they did you know they did show a lot. I mean, but again, falls back onto what you were saying. How much of it can we fully trust? We I I put a lot of trust into Watch Dogs. Man, this you know. Wow, and and it's I mean, not the delay. Didn't let it, me it, down. No, it wasn't the delay. No, no. delays were. We got past it. It just—I don't know. To me, it didn't keep up with the hype. Maybe not even the close. Just too much for it. Yes, they were garnering themselves, and they were marketing themselves as something to be on an equal platform with GTA, and unfortunately. Uh, they're not at that point yet and not even close. Even if it was close, I think I'd probably feel a little, lot better about it. But, uh, you know, I think when it came out, all of a sudden done. And, you know, there, there are a lot of concepts that, that are working with, with Watch Dogs. But, unfortunately, uh, um, it just wasn't all put together. The pieces just did not quite fit the way, way it could have been. And I think that's why the Ubisoft press conference, for me, was kind of hesitant to really enjoy it the way I, I know I can because of the fact that, that you know these games once they become finished products may not be as good as I want them to be or I think they will they can be uh, given the right circumstances because Ubisoft has got a lot of games on its plate and I'm just hopeful that they're that they're going to be able to to finish all those off with the quality that that I'm hoping for. Right. I mean, obviously, we're going to expect delays on a lot of them. That's par for the course. Yeah, that is par for the course, but uh, I just... Because Ubisoft, they've been known to delay some games now and then, but 
I just want to make sure that when it does come out after those delays have been been made, that that they're going to be a game that's really, really, really strong and really worth playing because you know the crew, the division, um, you know those are games, those are brand new IPs. Yeah, those are games that are that are going to and Watch Dogs too. Those are those are three games that are going to be you know become the backbone after Assassin's Creed runs dry after. Far Cry runs dry. Those games are going to be the backbone of, of what Ubisoft is all about. So, so my hope is for them for the future on that. So, um, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Totally understandable. I, I I agree there it is. Well, you know the crew, it looked great when we saw it before, and I can only hope it just stays. You know that they didn't, because we don't know. Did they tweak too much? Did they not tweak enough? Yeah. Hopefully we find out, and hopefully we're all you know just blown away by it. I, that's what I'm hoping for, anyways. As am I. As am I. Well, the evening ended up with uh, with your friend and mine, um, Sony um, PlayStation presentation. Uh, I think it went a little long, but and and the you know when. During the middle, where they were talking about, uh, you know, the number of shares and the numbers of, of how many times they've had, you know, the millions and millions of gaming hours and the millions and millions of players and, and PlayStation Plus is doing so abundantly well and, and things like that nature, uh, I think I probably would have cut that fat out right there um, and maybe just, you know, provided some press releases on that right around the time of the press conference. Obviously, you have to keep in PlayStation TV because you're trying to promote that, which you can no longer call Vita TV, but you're going to call it Vita TV if you really knew it was Vita TV, but now it's PlayStation TV. Right. <laughs> and uh, obviously, they had to show PlayStation Now uh, because they're putting a lot of money and a lot of weight behind that concept. Um, I'm just hoping, you know, the latency as far as it's concerned, if you've got decent Wi-Fi and you've got decent Internet, uh, will be able to play out. What's the pricing? What's the pricing for PlayStation and non-PlayStation Plus owners? You know, I personally, like I said, I think it's a great concept since no longer you're no longer to get free backwards compatibility. Um, it's a nice thing to component to have as long as the titles are worth playing for. So I'm hopeful uh, that it works out. So you, you got a chance to play PlayStation now in a beta. Uh, what were your impressions of it? I'm actually still in that beta as as we speak, and um, I can honestly say if it's anything like what I'm getting in the beta, it's going to be well worth it. Uh, it just like I said, it to me it's a great option. I know not everybody has the highest of hopes for it, but I really think it's a it's a solid plan, a solid concept, and the fact that you can just go run out. I I've got a Sony Sony television that that's compatible with it. I can just go run around and get a DualShock Three, and boom, there I go. Uh, that's that's just an awesome feature. It makes the Vita more attractive, which is something in dire need because um, that was one of the glaring things about the Sony Sony conference was the lack of uh, Vita information, which yeah. you know uh, I don't want to say it's been kicked to the curb because you know there's still a hundred titles, uh, indie titles that want to go to it, and smaller titles that want to go to it, which makes it still at least a little bit viable, but uh, the lack of, of important games coming to the Vita uh, was uh, that was mentioned or not mentioned in this case was 
was quite uh, quite disappointing for Vita owners like like me and you. Um, well, tell me some of your impressions as far as it's concerned, w- without mentioning Uncharted 4. We're going to go on Uncharted 4 later on and, <laughs> and uh, uh, gloss over that one in a few minutes here. But tell me your impressions about some of the things that you like best outside of, like I said, that, that little issue, that little hiccup during the way, uh, during the middle part of the uh, conference, which I'm sure you were yawning to a little bit for a couple minutes there. But uh, tell me... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Had enough time to grab a coke during that one. Well, that, see, and that's not what you want to do. That's that's not what, you got to show something game, 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 exciting, exciting, um, or interesting. Um, but uh, from what you saw, it, what were the things and the moments that stuck out with you in the press conference? I think one of the big moments was, you know, to be totally honest, it was Little Big Planet three. That. We, uh, something I, we all knew was coming. We just didn't know when, didn't know how. And Media Molecule, Molecule had been, uh, you know, kind of uh, vague as far as uh, not being there, not being able to present anything, uh, or Little Big Planet 3 not being in there in any fashion. Um, or what. I know there's another project Media Molecule is probably working on that they're not talking about right now. But um, uh, them having influence on Little Big Planet 3. Uh, uh, it's there, and I'm glad it was shown. And you know, despite the um, somewhat uh, you know rough playing by some of the developers out during that game, it looked kind of it looked fun. It looked to me like an even more incredible experience, uh, especially with the fact that you can play up to four players. What do you think? Right, uh, they're definitely making it more fun. They're definitely making it more accessible to you know, again, what me and you were discussing earlier, playing with friends. Uh, they did announce uh, during the press conference that Destiny, which is uh, they're they're currently uh, you know having a, um, a close knit relationship with them and Activision on that game. Uh, they announced a later this year a 450 bundle uh, coming with the game and the white PS4. Um, That's very nice. Yeah, it looks very nice. Destiny, the game itself, doesn't endear me. Um, it's still, you know, as I said on a previous podcast, and Nick uh, kind of questioned me on it, um, I, I still think just, you know, obviously it looks... Bungie's, the Halo influence is there. Look like a Halo and Borderlands um, um, combined, and it really just did not, to me, seem all that enthralling. I could be wrong. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to play the Alpha this weekend. Um, to give me a better idea of the gameplay, um, but uh, you know it, it's going to be a big game. It's going to be marketed heavily. Um, it's supposed to be on a ten-year lifespan, quote unquote. It's from, uh, from a quote way back when that the game would be, evolve itself into a ten-year. Sorry, not talking about the game evolve. Uh, the ten <laughs> ten-year lifespan uh, of the game. So, uh, tell me your thoughts on Destiny. I mean, has it improved in your eyes? Because I know we talked, you know, way back when, when we first saw it, that we were right. not and totally enamored on it. I'm I'm leaning towards this weekend. I really, I can't tell if there's been enough change. I feel like I'm being spoon-fed the same amount of stuff I was fed when it first all started. But I have to agree with you on the fact that it does remind me a lot of Halo. It does remind me a lot of Borderlands, kind of intertwined. But that seems to be a huge thing for games nowadays, unless it's just me that's picking up on that. Uh, no, no, it's just it's 
is something obviously that's a master plan at Activision. No matter how average the game is or ending up to be, or how you know okay it is and not overwhelmingly good at this point in time, or ultimately become, because you know I'm sure they'll do some tweaks and changes to it. Um, Activision's going to be able to market the hell out of that game, and they're going to be able to to get a lot a lot of people in, uh, invested in that game, whether you know we think it's it's warranted or not. Um, and I think that the the affiliation with uh, the current uh, currently best selling next gen console doesn't hurt at all. Um, so, what were your opinions on or the order eighteen eighty six? Wow, you must have read my mind. I was just thinking about that while you were talking right now, going, wow, I hope we go there next. Well, we're going there next. What were your thoughts on that game? Because I, I, I don't know if I mentioned it on air, but I'm I'm really, you know, the game has looked spotty. Um, it's had issues all over the place. Um, it looks great in spots, and at and, and others it just, you know, the frame rate stutters. Um, it, sh- it should be a Gears of War four-player co-op type deal. It screams it. It, it basically all-in-all all advertises it. And unfortunately, it's not going to be the case, which to me is a, as a, a misstep. Because if you already delayed the game into 2015, you, you might as well add that feature in there because so many other games are adding co-op in. Uh, online, drop-in, drop-out co-op as a feature. Um, what were your thoughts on the Order 1886? It, it is. You're right. There's times where it looked great. Then there's times where I felt it was taking a big step backwards. And there's a lot of lot writing on that game, and that's that's uh, it's supposed to be one of Sony's big titles. And that is, uh, and that's scary. And that's very scary because uh, they're pulling a lot of weight behind it, and and I, I don't think it'll be ready. I think it might even be delayed again one more time. Um, I'm not trying to, you know, beat that out there. I'm not hoping that that's the case. Um, but I just think there's some changes that need to be made, and, and it needs to just just have an overall polish that the game I don't think has at this time. Um, you were right; it does scream co-op. Yeah. I, I honestly thought that was already there when we saw it in the first place. Yeah, but now they said it was no single player only, which you know you're playing NPCs, which like Dragon Age Inquisition is just really just a, a, a head scratcher because it. It seems like you know you have four other NPCs, you know, three other NPCs, on the screen with you at the same time. Why can't it be? It'd be so much even more awesome of experience if it was with uh, three other friends. So, mm-hmm. um, I do want to compliment Sony on one thing. They chose not to just put a single area, of, uh, like like. Xbox did for their indie games. They chose to blend in, even though it wasn't always the most cohesive thing. I'm going to give Sony credit for blending in the big games with the little games, um, all in one fell swoop, and not identifying like the game that you played and the game that you streamed today. And if you want to go check it out on our Twitch channel, Game Underscore Source Twitch uh, Twitch channel, go for it. Or also, it's on our YouTube. And also, I posted it on our Game Source Facebook page, and that is Entwined, which you know obviously endeared itself to you right away because you went out and got it because it was available. Uh, and my confidence to Sony, it, it was available that day. So exactly, and, and I honestly got it right after he said it's available now. What were your thoughts on it? You've played it. Um, I loved it. 
I'm going to be throwing more thoughts into a written review. But oh, that's awesome! I, I loved what I played of it so far, and honestly, it warrants the ten dollars that they want for it. Um, it's just ten dollars. It looked. It that's looked, it. You can't beat that. Um, no, I, I was it, to not throw a bad pun, but Entwine had me enthralled. Oh, that's good. That's I'm really uh, really pleased to hear that because it looked like a really cool title, um, and and the fact that, again it wasn't mentioned as an indie title, um, and it was just mentioned as as just a it's just a regular game to go alongside was was uh, to me quite complimentary to all those teams that were uh, uh, previewing at Sony. So I think maybe Xbox might get a little bit of um, uh, heads up on that. So in the going forward that they won't label something as just an indie. Because some people still have, you know, even to this day, I think I wrote a column on it uh, sometime back about indie left a, a bad taste in people's mouth. Just because it's indie, they think it's not going to be of any quality. It's going to be just a little jump platform or whatnot there are some good stuff out there like for instance bromance which you know chris and Corey have have streamed here on uh off steam uh, early access that's going to be coming i believe to to the playstation 4 uh and next gen consoles and that looks you know a, like a lot of fun that's a small little indie title so and there's so many more that 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 we saw that that were really impressive from both Xbox One and also PlayStation 4 side. Um, but uh, I really think there there's a lot of uh, good games that, that Sony showed as well. If they'd only made it more cohesive, that probably would have would have helped them uh, uh, prove out a little bit better in the conference. And uh, But uh, it did close on, on a really high note with uh, Batman Arkham Knight um, and Uncharted 4. And uh, I'll get your thoughts first on Batman Arkham Knight before we go into, uh, you know, the hopes and dreams for, for many PlayStation 4 fans out there with uh, U4. Go ahead. Well, hey, you know, they delayed it. Um, probably going to be worth it in the long run. I think yeah, that's something yeah. that, that would, to, in my opinion, when I first saw it, said to myself, you know, this is being rushed. We just got out of a Batman game and we're getting this already. Well, that But that was a different studio making that game. Correct, but I mean, you know, I don't know, it seemed like a little too much too fast. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm loving it. You know, we've got Scarecrow, uh, Talk of the Joker, hello. And then also as well, the uh, using the Batmobile battle mode and all that, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's something that people have been wanting to do for a while. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, we'll we'll leave off the Sony conference uh, with uh, probably, like I said, the game that that I'm along with, uh, you know, the new Mass Effect um, and and you know the new Halos. Probably the game I'm looking most forward to, and a lot of people in the industry because of all the problems that, and all the backstage infighting and and transition that has gone on over the past three, four months. Um, Uncharted 4. And uh, quite simply, uh, whatever you think is going on behind the te- you know the scenes, whatever you think of the game series itself, uh, whether you love it or dislike it or, or have no affinity for it or in total malaise over it, um, you have to admit that that Uncharted 4, that teaser 
uh, was probably the best looking game on uh, right now at E3. That detail on Nathan Drake's face uh, was simply uh, something um, uh, quite unseen as far as it's concerned uh, in the annals of, uh, of uh, for video games. Um, I've only seen that that type of detail and concepts uh, and and just truly incredible. Um, and and the whole uh, you know area that he was in for that short brief period of time that that we saw it, it looked absolutely beautiful and gorgeous. And I I cannot wait to get my hands on that game and um, just just tell me your thoughts on on Uncharted 4, which seems to infer, and I hope it's not the case, but seems to infer that this will be the last Uncharted that Nathan Drake will be a part of. What do you think? It does seem to try and push that fact. I'm I'm hoping that we're wrong. Well, you know, just, if we you know. if if we if it is correct and ultimately ends up happy, you know, I think the series will go on quite nicely as long as they maybe may transition Nathan and maybe into the movies finally, maybe whatever. But go ahead, go That'd ahead. Be nice. Um, I agree. I mean, as you said, you know, things that we saw there were things we only saw in concepts before. Like, I remember the concept for um, Call of Duty Ghost. They pushed the fact that, look, you know, you see bruising, you see cutting. I saw that on Nathan. And to be able to sit here and watch that and go, this is, you know, this is it. This screams next gen. And, and it was so funny because... You know, last year when it, when they showed the Call of Duty, everybody was uh, talking and laughing about the dog. This mm-hmm. year, all they can talk about is that fly and how good that fly looked. It's a fly, and it, it just it looked like you just wanted to go get a fly swatter and just smack it. It looked exactly. that good. So uh, just just truly, truly photorealistic. Truly looked like the best game of the show just from that inference. And and uh, I cannot wait for obviously being the the largest Uncharted fan on the planet. Um, it you know that aside, it truly looks looks like a, an incredible experience waiting for us at least one more time with Nathan Drake. Um, so like I said, Sony as all for, Sony as a conference in all was a a little bit uneven, but they showed a lot of games that they really didn't detri- you know didn't didn't put themselves uh, behind the eight ball too much uh you know obviously not to the point where someone would say oh i'm not buying a playstation 4 or anything like that because all they did was you know they showed a ton of games actually i believe more than the xbox did um and and really they they there's a bright hope for future for both gamers uh, and fans of the xbox one and ps4 what do you think i agree you know as i said when we were talking about xbox the roads are laid out for both companies both systems and it looks bright. There's definite light at the end of the proverbial tunnel, so I can't wait to get there and see what comes. You know, we've already seen so much in yes. such a short period of time. And then we have Nintendo. This morning, the Nintendo uh, Nintendo Direct was shown. Um, it was shorter than the others, uh, but it still, you know, had some weight. And first off, before I go into that big sigh, like I just did, I'm just teasing. The actual conference itself for me, um, it was okay. You know, it, it, it catered 
uh, and served itself to, in a lot of ways, uh, to Nintendo hardcore. Um, but as I'm, as I've stated, you know, and behind the scenes with you, and I'm also going to elaborate more in my uh, blog of infamy, hopefully in the next couple of days. It didn't endear itself and did nothing to endear itself to a broader audience. Um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on that because you know I, I know uh, you know for myself being a more casual fan as when it comes to Nintendo, I want to really have some a reason to get it, the Wii U, and I've never been given a reason. Um, I know Jeremiah Super Pouring said he's never been given a reason to for an Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 to to get those systems. Um, I conversely have never been given a true reason to get a Wii U. I think none of the games have been that endearing. Uh, Mario Kart 8 comes close um, because it looks really good, and after your review, giving it a 9 out of 10 really plays like it. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which, oh, I'm sorry, Xenoblade Chronicles X, you can't say 2. Um, was uh, definitely a step in the right direction because that game was such a surprise and 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 Jeremiah himself truly loved the game. Um, but unfortunately, at its price point, there's really not enough titles because even in its, uh, even though it's been out longer, um, the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 have a comparable number of titles, if not more, uh, as far as it's concerned. Um, so I, I just think right now with Nintendo... Um, showing some Zelda concept, which you know many fans were happy and pleased, um, going from look like you about ready to fish to getting some uh, at some weird space alien octopus like dude. Um, it looked okay. Um, I you know after seeing all the great stuff that we did last night, um, you know you could name rattle off about 20 games that looked a lot better. And uh, look like the, it's a lot more cohesive because it wasn't, uh, you know, just like um, those games footages we saw last night in a lot of ways. It was just pre-rendered footage. Um, it may have been off the Wii U, may have not have been off the Wii U, but that's something obviously that you weren't going to be representative of, of actual gameplay, if I'm not mistaken, when you saw that Zelda. Uh, what did you? What were your impressions uh, as far as it's concerned on that? Um. First off, my question would have been, what, we don't even know if that's really Link. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, but it, it did not look um, like it was a true gameplay uh, in that sense, uh, as it were. No. Um, but it looked pretty solid. Uh, that's true for the Wii U, because like I said, it doesn't have the same horsepower in the hood on the PS4 or Xbox One. Um, I was encouraged, though, uh, if you are, and, and fans everywhere of Nintendo should be encouraged, the amiibo aspect and how it incorporates itself into Super Smash uh, and other, hopefully some other games. Uh, they announced uh, between 5 and 10, if I'm not mistaken, games that it's going to incorporate it. It's their version of the Skylanders and Disney Infinity where you're actually going to get the figurines that are going to go uh, actually be able to send information and also receive information back to the figurines so that if you... You know, each gameplay experience with the figurine will be different whether you put it on another Wii U or what have you, or 3DS, because it will work with 3DS, which I think is an outstanding uh, maneuver on their part, and uh, my compliments to Nintendo on that. What were your uh, impressions of the Amiibo concept to you? That was very interesting to me in the fact that, you know, it's, it did say you can 
give information and it will take information. And I was like, wow, you know, that's that's definitely interesting. That's different to touch on that a little. Now that you brought that up, I honestly forgot the whole time we're talking about these press conferences to ask you how you felt about Disney Infinity 2.0. Um, well, you know me. I was a big fan of Disney Infinity when it comes out. And ultimately, of the three services between Amiibo, Disney Infinity, and also as well um, Skylanders, I think, even though Skylanders had the head start, I think Disney Infinity in the long run is going to win out simply because they have the licensing to do it. And the concept, um, as far as the gameplay, as far as the different games and, and the sandbox, the toy box, excuse me, as it were, concept seems to be working really well. Uh, seems to be still getting uh, very good reviews and so very good, uh, you know, feedback from fans. Um, and the fact that that there's more uh, licensing for females, uh, for young ladies to play, um, you know, th- that they can relate to, because um, they, you know, uh, there's not many things that that a uh, young ladies like my 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 own daughters can relate to when they see Skylanders. Uh, it's interesting, some, you know, Skylanders toys and whatnot, but they were more keyed in on, on can they get some Frozen uh, princesses or Disney princesses off the Disney in, uh, Infinity line. And then with Star Wars and the Marvel set coming to Disney Infinity, I think ultimately that will wield and hold more staying power to the broader audience than the Amiibos, even with Mario, Luigi, whatnot, um, or anything Skylanders can produce out. You know, it, it, that's something similar, or do you feel differently? No, I, I, I feel that way as well. You know, I guess we'll have to see where it goes. You know, it's kind of early for Nintendo pushing that. I don't know. Can they bring in more? Can they pull what, you know... What and the Amiibos... And one thing we're going to say, because the Amiibos do more, I'm, assu- I'm assuming that they're going to cost more, and that might be an issue with American and European consumers as far as the cost. Yes. Yeah, because, you know, the pieces for Skylanders and Disney Infinity average right around $15, correct? Mm-hmm. In that range. If you're talking $20, $25, $30 for a, an Amiibo, um, I can see people getting a very small amount of them, and then that's it as far as that experience is concerned, which doesn't do Nintendo any favors. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the amount of IPs that were introduced were, were minimal, um, which was kind of a disappointment. That, that I, I know Star Fox is in development. I know, I've heard rumors that it was, it's even there behind closed doors at E3. Um, I wish that would have been announced in a, in a better uh, format at the Nintendo Direct. Uh, Splatoon looks like a game that that you know that Nintendo will be re- you know somewhat influenced and in being heavily uh, relied upon. Um, unfortunately, that game looks like a downloadable title to me and should stay at. And, and but it's going to be pushed as a full retail game, and that that's that's not a, a to me a, a warranting the, these days of a full retail game. Um, did that? Give you that impression or something a little it, bit? It did. No, yeah. I honestly thought that should just stay as a downloadable title. And uh, was it the Prince Toad? Is that correct game? Uh, the Toad? The Toad? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that game was a platformer, Super Mario Galaxy or Super Mario World 3D. 
uh, concept and using the, the Prince Toad in there, but who does not move in as free and easy-flowing fashion as Mario's, it's not going to really endear as many platformers as, as I, uh, fans as I don't think it, that they would like. Um, Bayonetta 2 looked okay, um, but it really, obviously, it's not going to wow anyone since Bayonetta 2 did not do as well over... Bayonetta 1 did not do as well over here uh, as they would have liked. So I don't think Bayonetta 2 is getting um, a lot of people's interest up. Well, that's why they added one with it. Yes. Yes, and uh, I think that that was a necessity. Uh, the Devil's Third, which was announced... Um, I believe from Itagaki, or am I mistaken? No, that's correct. And, and uh, influenced, believed by Guillermo del Toro. Um, I, I think you know that's a game I would like to see uh, a lot more of. Uh, unfortunately, it's only becoming uh, it's only a Wii U exclusive, um, which does not tell me very much other than the fact that it might be a Wii U exclusive because it could not get pushed onto different formats. Um, so that may I not... I have to tell with that one. That, that may not be the best uh, news for that game. Um, I mean, unlike Bayonetta 2, which, which was, you know, from the get-go... Uh, emphasized as a Wii U game, The Devil's Third was was mentioned all around at one point in time while it was still being decided if it was going to be ever developed. Um, so to be just made a Wii U exclusive seems like at this point a, a kind of a reach for that game. Um, but uh, you know I don't want to digress too much on Nintendo because I really think Nintendo had it had a pretty solid. Uh, uh, overall conference and even after the conference with the with uh, the treehouse concept uh, mm-hmm. with the, with also as well the Super Smash Brothers tournament that made you know the Super Smash Brothers presentation a very very solid one um, and I really like the fact that that they're emphasizing that going forward but you could just see you know that they were during the press conference when they were talking about Super Smash Brothers the 3DS and all the things that they were going to throw into it you could just hear him hinting and screaming that uh, they were going to delay the game from the from the summer release uh, schedule, and sure enough, they 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 uh, said that they were going to you know delay it until October. So, um, right. and because it was just just funny because he was hinting it already and during the uh, during the interview, um, you know, like I said, what were your thoughts on Nintendo as a whole? Um, I just think they didn't push the envelope, and I think it really is about time that they need to push the envelope with some strong IPs, and also some things that the fans want, like a new Metroid and things of that nature that will really, really, th- and some things outside the box that they wouldn't normally do, like a maybe gritty third-person third-person action drama or a space shooter that that or or a cover shooter that would be in the realm of something you would find in a PS4 or an Xbox One. I think they really need to go and stretch out their legs and that, and take a chance on that in order to to win more um, ca- win more of a casual audience. But uh, how did you think Nintendo did overall in, in this morning's Nintendo Direct? They they did okay. I mean they 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 beyond played it safe. They didn't really play any cards at all. They just you know kind of said here this is what we've got, which is something we all knew. 
And they only mm-hmm. it's only had 40 minutes. With all due respect, they only had a 40 right. minutes on their on their exactly. director. Exactly. But so, they need know, 40 minutes, not very long, but at the same time, like you were saying earlier, it just it it focuses on the hardcore Nintendo fans, which isn't a bad thing. That's their fan base, that's what they've got, that there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, personally, I'm not a hardcore Nintendo fan, but is there a Wii U in my house? Yes, there is. Did it sit for a few months until I got Mario Kart 8? Yes, it did. And that's the problem. And that's the problem. They cannot just release one or two high-pointed games during the year and and just call it a day. You know, that that's not going to get them any garner any more fans to to the system. And yeah. and and the, the Nintendo fanboys and the, and fangirls and hardcore that they so rely upon for the stability of their company they're going to have less and less of those going forward because they're going to see all the exciting things that are coming to PS4 and Xbox One and migrate over there. But that's just, you know, just, just my opinion. Um, I, I'm hoping that's not the case because the Nintendo Wii U, and, and, needs, and they didn't even announce a price cut. It needs a price cut. It's screaming a price cut. You know, Xbox One, when they did the price cut and they removed the Kinect, they did themselves a favor. Wii U needs to do itself a favor and give fans a choice whether they want the gamepad or not and just sell it without the gamepad for $199. Just call it a day. Or $149 or $179. I think that would be a, an easy way to get some quick sales and, and get a lot of interest into uh, the Wii U. But, you know, your thoughts on that? Something that, that something true. else? I mean, we're beating a dead horse. We're we're sounding like broken records we've been saying that for how many years now well it just it just appears that way to me that that the wii u you know it has this device that that doesn't get utilized enough that doesn't get promoted enough its window of opportunity for being the major cornerstone of marketing for this company you know before the ps4 and xbox one is gone and at this point, uh, the only way for the system to really endear itself to a larger audience, and that's the key to success, the Wii made a ton of cash when it appealed itself to a broader audience. When it mm-hmm. didn't, it tanked. That's the thing. For the Wii U to appeal itself to a broader audience, it now has to be all about price point because there's really the gamepad is nothing that, that's shown itself to be attractive to to a broader audience. So... Why not just get rid? You know, give the choice to, to fans, give the choice to potential customers. You can have it with, or you can have it without, and just sharply cut the price and go from there. Because the Wii U still can be a decent system as long as you have great games coming to it. Yeah, it's true. You're you're dead right. I mean, at one time, was the gamepad fascinating to me, and was it worth it? Yeah, of course. Because hey, I could play on my gamepad while you know my wife walk. Hey, but now, I can play a game on my Xbox One and snap the TV on the side, or vice versa. And, and there's other things. You know, you need to prove the online system from the online functionality needs to prove to a comparable level to the PS4 and Xbox One. And that's uh, something I think Nintendo's always been lacking. And, and you and I talked about, you know, yes, you can you take Mario Kart and put it on YouTube, provided you sell your soul to Nintendo first. But, uh, you know, there is no real sharing, game sharing to the level that Xbox One and PS4 now have, which which a lot of gamers are really getting into, like us. Um, 
and that that's disappointing. So they're behind the the curve on that. And it just seems to me that the only way they can actually still market the Wii U is by price point. And and to do that, you need to need to get under the two hundred dollar range, and you need to get under there fast. Um, yeah. I know I know Super Pouring still um, has a lot of, of of strong strong comments and 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 good. Uh, thoughts regarding the Wii U, and I, I really appreciate his feedback to us earlier today regarding it, and also Stephanie, Steph Tafu as well, and and, and I appreciate all the tough t- time that they took, um, you know, in, in answering, you know, our requests, you know, as far as it, that's concerned regarding the E3 conferences, and also what Aaron, aka OSU Water Polo, um, said as far as you know the E3 conference as well with their thoughts Nintendo. Uh, but it just comes right down to it. There are, it's not the appealing factor for people that are not hardcore Nintendo fans for the Wii U. And it just seems like it's a shame because I think it's a decent system. I think it still has, has hope. I think it still has life left in it, but I just don't think it gets promoted in the, in the best of fashions. And that, that's what I find truly disappointing. That's true. I mean, and, and there's little things, just little tweaks that could, that could, Garners so much. I couldn't agree with you more on that one. Um, so uh, we're going to wrap this up in a neat little bow here. Your final thoughts on the last 36 hours? Definitely what I expected to see. Definitely what I wanted to see. And can't wait to get my hands on and see more. For me, I, th- I still think there was, like I said, everybody seemed to play it safe. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that was rumored to be coming out and being debuted or being shown that that weren't, which was kind of disappointing to me. I know for for myself, you know, the Last Guardian and all that hoopla that that went down with with is it canceled? Is it not canceled? Uh, that we were reporting on. Um, mm-hmm. I was I was ashamed that we didn't get to see that uh, uh, fulfilled. Uh, Left 4 Dead 3, Half Life 3. Um, and, and, you know, there was a few others as well, games as well, that, that were promised Fallout 4, that were not promised, I should say, but, but you know, could have fulfilled the promise for a lot of gamers. Fallout 4, excuse me, that might have, uh, that might have uh, you know, whetted the appetites of some, a lot of fans and made it, you know, some, an E3 to remember. When, when all is said and done, this is going to be, the conference is just going to be, you know, a lot of games got, got put out there and a lot of uh, interesting things were seen, but nothing to level up. Definitely last year's tit for tat was, was probably uh, uh, the best E3 I can remember. And, and I've been, you know, going to them or viewing them since 2001. Um, you know, so obviously there was nothing to that level, but then there were no new systems this time around. So, so you have to take it as is. But uh, I, I feel all of them did play it safe to some level, and I think they were just trying to avoid the major gaffes that, that Microsoft endured through last year. And, and going forward, I think there's still a lot of great games out there that, that hold hope. But I think 2015 is definitely shaping up to be a much better year than this one as far as video gaming is concerned when all, said, when all is said and done. Um, how you're, you know, that, could that be the case, or do you like a lot of the games that are going to come out this year? No, that 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 sums it up. A lot of the games I you know have been waiting on or hoping for are pretty much seeming to be falling into that you know spring summer of 2015, and 
that's where it's going to be. Well, uh, and uh, like I said, I, it's just, uh, it was almost like a good conference. You know, our guys are still down there. They're meeting with all the different publishers and developers. Uh, they're probably getting drunk with them at night um, or drunk with themselves. If, if you see three guys down there in Los Angeles that look like they're out of place um, wearing E3 badges, they could be from, from GameSource, so I do apologize for that. Uh, Los Angeles, just want to let everybody know that. Uh, but hopefully Chris, Corey, and Angry Nick can uh, you know put give us uh, some podcasts. They've been sending in a few pictures to us, uh, posting them on our Facebook site, um, Game Source. If you get a shout out, uh, please uh, like us when you when you if you can. Um, we and uh, our Twitter account um, at Game Source. I do want to make mention that that between Jamie and myself, we posted over 250 different articles yesterday uh, alone in a less than a 24-hour span. Uh, so kudos to you, sir, and I appreciate all your help on that. Um, you know, being the number one aggregate uh, news feed in the entire world for the for the uh, video game industry, um, it, it sure helps, and I, and I do appreciate that. Um, so uh, I guess uh, for me, like I said, we're, we're going to have, uh, I'm going to be showing up, uh, putting out there, excuse me, an article on my your us excuse me my yes elvis lives dot html that's yourgamesource.com slash yes elvis lives dot html um blog of infamy i'm going to be uh hopefully uh finalizing my e3 impressions here in the next couple of days uh, i know jamie said he's got got a review coming up and i'm sure a lot more uh coming up for for his page um which is the degenerate 08 page yourgamesource.com slash degenerate 08 dot html um, and then, like I said, we've, you know, we've always got good stuff coming down the pike, you know, a lot of streaming, hopefully some more podcasts we can put down there. If you missed our annual on the road to E3 podcast, it's, it's great. You just got to listen to it. Um, and then also our E3 preview podcast that, that, uh, Nick and I did, uh, wait to want to take a listen to that as well, or view it on YouTube on that one. You can view on YouTube or Twitch, um, you know, how off were we? I don't even want to know how off I was because I probably was off. Uh, usually I'm, I'm pretty darn good at, at predicting these things. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I, I was, had some hopes that didn't come true. But, you know, such as it is, I got to see uh, Star Wars Battlefront. and, and Oh, yeah, I mentioned Battlefield Hardline. Battlefield Hardline looked, uh, looked, uh, looked pretty good. Uh, it's, you know, it's taking a lot of, from Payday. I can see the influence there. Um, but, uh, you know, that game looked pretty good and obviously it's a step in the right direction for the Battlefield franchise as long as the game runs in multiplayer, hint, hint, but, um, <laughs> um, need, need, uh, I digress on that. Uh, once again, we're, uh, our home site is www.yourgamesource.com, number one for everything in video games. Check us out there or like us on Facebook, GameSource, follow us on Twitter at GameSource. Our YouTube page is yourgamesource.com, the entire thing. Game underscore source here on Twitch. Uh, we've got an Instagram, we've got a Vine, we've got a Reddit, we've got a Tumblr. We've got an Angry Nick. we got an Angry Nick. I do want to congratulate, uh, take this time to congratulate 7th Valkyrie and... Uh, and Joshua, King Joshua, uh, for uh, graduating. 
Um, I believe they uh, just had their graduations and uh, from uh, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. So my compliments right. to yep. My Sam congr- was rocking the Batman shirt. Yes, yes, for her graduation. Um, I want to send a special shout out to them and congratulate them on their hard work that their hard work has paid off, and I wish them all success. Um, I hopefully both of them can be uh, part of Game Source in the future. I'll leave that up to them because we at Game Source here. Uh, with our staff, we're always really cool with our staff. And if you want to join our staff, just send us a line. Info at yourgamesource.com. Well, I think I've babbled enough about E3. How about you? Yeah, I'd say enough, but, you know, who knows? This is true. Written word, there always could be more. Yes, yes, and we'll hopefully post that more here very shortly. Uh, so for me, Gerald, a.k.a. Yes, Elvis Lives, it's been another beautiful evening in paradise. And for me, since from day one, Degenerate 08 got stuck with no kind of catchphrase except for insert here, so... Well, that's the name of your column. It's the the, the insert here column. I never got my catchphrase. It's okay, though. Tweet him at GameSource, and you can, uh, and we'll... (laughs) Just give me one. We'll I'll use, use whatever you throw at me. There you go. And the next time you're on our podcast, we'll be able to to uh, you know let everyone know that that is hopefully. So uh, again, it's Yes Elvis Lives and Degenerate Eight. We thank you for listening, watching, viewing, however you're taking in this podcast. We truly appreciate it. We hope you enjoy the rest of E3, and uh, thanks for listening and watching. And uh, keep checking us out on Game Source. Do what the man says. Thanks again. Have a great one, everyone. Your life force is running out.